Welcome to The Trenches. I'm Sam Mays. Before we get started with the show, I want to say thank you to these sponsors. MidFirst Bank, Laser Light Skin Clinic, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, Fire Lake Casino, Oklahoma Ford Dealers. And remember, drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford Dealers today for the best deal on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. All right, let's get into it. Once again, welcome into the trenches. I am Sam Mays, and joining me today, a very special guest, former Cowboy offensive lineman, Big 12 champion, Evan Epstein. How are you, sir? I'm good, brother. How are you? Dude, I'm doing excellent. Thank you so much for your time tonight. I really appreciate it. Uh, we've got so much to talk about as this season has been just crazy for Oklahoma State. You would have asked me in the first four games of the season what this, what the rest of the year was going to look like. I would have said they weren't going to find a way to win another game after they lost to Iowa State. And here we are, five and two. Ollie Gordon is one of the biggest conversations in all of college football. The Oklahoma State offensive line looked like they were all all conference players last week against. Uh, um, ooh, I'm having a stroke. Who did they play? West Virginia. West Virginia. Me. Uh, yeah, and it was just like I was—I just sat there and watched the game with my mouth wide open. I was running on three and a half hours of sleep. I had just flown in from uh, Omaha. I was there for a couple of days in business, and you know, OU played early, and I'm just exhausted. Caught that game late, and it was just been—it was just a Saturday, and I just sat down, drank a pot of coffee, and was like, "All right, here we go. Let's let's see what the Cowboys bring to the table in one of the most hostile environments uh, in all of the country, Morgantown, West Virginia." And sure enough, they just showed up and showed out for four quarters. What do you, I mean, where do we start? I mean, what do you think about this team and, and the start of the year? Right, let's start there. The, the beginning of the season, what were you thinking after the back-to-back losses against South Alabama and Iowa State? Well, I mean, you look at the schedule and like, okay, Central Arkansas, we should win. Okay, Arizona State, okay, I'm cool with that. Uh, honestly, after South Alabama, I was just like, well, here, here we go. <laughs> um, you know, and I watched primarily, and, and you're the same way. I know because we've talked about this before. But when I watch the games, I watch the offensive line. I, I don't really know how else to watch a football game anymore. Um, and I was just kind of let down. And they just got, you know, that in Iowa State was just they just got beat. Um, and it wasn't even schematically or or that there was better schemes that they could have had. It just felt like they were just getting beat. And you know, I'll be the first person to admit that having a three quarterback rotation does affect the offensive line. Uh, we had right. that my senior year with the whole Westlot, uh, JW, Clint type of thing. And it, it's different. Each quarterback plays differently. They, they get out of the pockets differently. And, uh, but that doesn't really affect they the running different. game. They sound different. Right. They run the offense different. They're lead, different right. leadership styles and, different players will get and when there's no consistency as far as their quarterback rotation it, it bleeds through to other positions i think it'd be foolish to to think that it doesn't um but it wasn't even just that it just looked i wouldn't even consider the blocking seems to be bad it's just they just looked like they were just losing um right like they and, were just getting beat up and i couldn't agree more yeah like, i left that alabama game thinking holy they they just got beat up by a team that shouldn't have been able to step on the field with them. Like it wasn't a oh they outschemed them. It was they were tougher, more physical, faster. Like it just looked like Oklahoma State was playing in mud. Yeah, look at the score. It wasn't like an upset. It was a it it was a beating. Uh, thirty three to seven. Yeah, uh, left at a home. bad 
bad taste in my mouth. And, you know, I think it's easy to write that off. And obviously, you know, last year was notoriously bad as far as offensive line. I think people have said um, it left a lot of room for improvement. And I think, you know, as you see, they, they kind of settled this, the quarterback situation as these games went on and, and the offensive line started gelling. Offensive line, as you know, is a very finicky position. There are a bunch of weird dudes playing a weird position that are required to do weird stuff and they don't like change. They don't like inconsistencies. And, and it sounds kind of ridiculous, but I like to focus on the psychology of the situation. It's like, you need to know who your quarterback is first and foremost, and that's going to bleed through to how they play together. And you want those five guys playing together and you want them to be all on the same page because it's going to bleed through to every aspect of that position. Um, and as you can see, as the quarterback situation, situation solidified, the offensive line situation started doing better. And then you come to this West Virginia game, uh, which I was fortunate enough to get at, be able to watch. I work most Saturdays now, uh, but I was able to watch this game and I was very impressed with how they played. I mean, on, on all, on all facets, it was, it was pleasant to watch for once. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I couldn't agree more with you. I think everything that they wanted to do, they went out and did it. And I, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to the guys up front. No question. I tweeted out after the game, they all deserved a side of beef when I got back to, to Stillwater, but Ollie Gordon, you know, there, I played with some very special backs. I know you played with some special backs uh, during your time. This kid is the real deal, and I just love how mean and nasty, and he just wants to get in a fight. He runs angry, runs mad as hell, and it just – its it 100%, his mentality has impacted that offensive line. They show up with purpose. You know, I'll never forget what it was like having one of the top backs in the country behind me. Like, I took a lot of pride in that. I wanted to be great for him every single time out, right? Protect the money, 100%, and that's who Tatum Bell was – for our offensive line and protect him, help him get to be a high draft pick. That was our goal to be a first round draft pick that year. We didn't get quite there. We got early in the second round and we were proud of that. So I think that the fact that Ollie is running as hard as he is, has definitely impact the way that an offensive line approaches the line of scrimmage. Like those dudes show up, they come off the ball hard. It's not perfect. Their technique is not perfect. Their body types aren't perfect. It's still, this group still, at times can be average, but man, when that kid gets a ball in his hand, it just seems like they all put capes on and just become heroes. It, it was exceptional watching them compete this weekend against West Virginia. Yeah. It makes a huge difference when you have the pride to get behind that guy, whether it's the quarterback, whether it's the running back or any specific player, like, you know, whatever the, that distinct reason is when those five guys have a reason to go out and try to murder everybody who doesn't have the same color Jersey as they do. It's a, that's when you get special games like that. And uh, you know, for a group that's gotten uh, a lot of negative criticism over this year and the year before, uh, I guarantee you it's nice to have that thing that they can put that pride behind and start getting to work. So I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen because it's not really going to get any easier uh, unfortunately, uh, Cincinnati would be a nice break, but then the real games start. You know, Houston uh, with that head coach affects uh, Oklahoma State every now and then. I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Yeah, we got Bedlam here in a couple of weeks, and you know, obviously Cincinnati brings a, a defensive line that is improved. Got some NFL talent in that line of scrimmage. Should be a ton of fun. I want to get into your 2011 Big 12 championship team. Because, you know, it's a great segue. We just talked about how this current Oklahoma State team is starting to believe. And sometimes, Evan, you know this just as well as I do, believing 
is more than half the battle. If you show up and you believe that you're one of the, have one of the best rushing attacks in the country and you have one of the best offensive lines in the country and your back is the best back in the country, all of a sudden that, that belief, right? That hope, that faith becomes a reality. And I think when you look at that 2011 team, you know, led by Brandon Whedon and, you know, Justin Blackman and this incredible group of offensive players that just dominated college football. I mean, what, at what point in that year did you guys believe that you had something special, something that could have been a national championship contender? You, you know, and you can go back to probably the first interview I've ever given about 2011. And this is the one thing that's always been consistent with what I can say about that team is we just knew we were going to win. There wasn't a single game that we played that we went into that we didn't think we didn't know, just intrinsically know that we were going to win. Um, you know, the only one that was kind of weird was that Friday night Iowa State game. I hate to make excuses. That was just a weird day for everybody. Uh, but every course. other single game we walked into, there wasn't even a question. Uh, we just knew. And I think part of that was going through the 2010 season, seeing how the new offense was going to work, seeing how the, you know, it was kind of a whole new group of people coming off of, uh, out of that 2010 year. And, and we had the experience to run this offense and we kind of knew who our defensive guys were going to be. 2011 was kind of when it all came together. We added Monken, who is, you know, by far one of my favorite coaches I've ever played for. One of the few I still talk to this very day. Um, and he kind of brought that extra, um, energy that I think we needed to really make that offense special. Uh, just, but he's just a good coach, a good leader of, of guys. We just knew, I mean, we have an offensive line. That's not going to give up sacks. We have a quarterback who can throw it far and, and, uh, a, a spiral, I guess was probably all he really needed to do, uh, to a two time Bolitnikoff winner. Makes sense. You know, we're going to score points. That year, our defense decided to be a wonderful defense. And, you know, in the Big 12, he's got to stop them a couple times if we're going to score every time. We just knew we were going to win. Um, and you're absolutely right. That belief is really all you need. Because, I mean, look at this. And, and my favorite quote from that stupid Any Given Sunday movie, hilarious movie, but there is that little parody. Any given Sunday, one team can win or lose. Same thing for Saturday. Absolutely. If I go out there and I know I'm going to kick your ass, like it's just that's it. Um, that, that's yeah. the difference sometimes, and and that's the one thing that was special about that team versus other teams I played. In 2012, we arguably had a better offense my senior year statistically, um, but it wasn't the same feeling because I think back in our mind we had to score 60 points to probably win this with as many points as we're giving up on defense. It wasn't the same vibe. 2011. Both sides of the football, we just knew we were better than everybody else we were playing, and it showed. Um, and it was a special thing to be a part of, for if no other reason than that. First of all, let's give any given Sunday the credit that it's due, right? Like, that's high on my all-time football movies. Pretty sure it's the most accurate movie about the NFL, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, at least just to kind of play, you know, I'd I, I love my teammates, but let's be honest. There's a lot of those dudes I wouldn't let watch my dogs let alone my kids. I mean, it's uh, there's a there's there's some special individuals uh, that play that game. No question. I love love any given Sunday. Yeah. It's, All right. It's, let's. Uh, what was your what was your bedlam record? Um. See, uh, so I transferred. So I had four years at Oklahoma State. Uh, I arguably had the most depressing bedlam record because I we beat obviously OU in 2011. 
Right. And the other three years that I was at Oklahoma State were some of the most like heartbreaking defeats we've ever had that we shouldn't have lost, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. You know, my senior year, we were up three touchdowns at, at halftime. Uh, 2010, you know how that went. And then 2009 yeah. was kind of very similar. So uh, I had one, one uh, complete total domination of the University of Oklahoma, and the other ones were just some of the most frustrating losses we've suffered in the last decade, I think. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to be a part of a, a team that won a couple of those. We probably should have won a third one my senior year, but uh, we missed a kick late. I What is Bedlam? You know, this is the final one, right? The final matchup. And I know uh, OU fans laugh when Cowboys talk about this game and what it means to them. But I took a lot of pride in playing in the University of Oklahoma. And, you know, I played at a time where they were deciding national championships in the Red River every single year. Oklahoma's defense had nine NFL players on it on any given day. Like it was, they were the cream of the crop. They were the best of the best. They were the elites. And so that week of practice, and I played for a coach in Les Miles who made it a big deal, right? He put an emphasis. It was not just one of the things that Mike Gundy says about Bedlam that just pisses me off is it's just another game. And I'm like, but it's not. It's not just another game, right? It's 365 days of some dude in Crimson in my face talking about how we can't win the game. When I got into an office setting for the first time, it made it worse. Going to the water cooler, OU fans outnumber the Cowboy fans. Oh, I don't it's know. The worst. It's it just the worst. Like, yeah, like 10 to 2, right? Like it's just they always all are the they're time. just more. Yes. And so that game means a ton to me. And so I'm pretty I'm pretty upset about this being the last bedlam. You know, I'm pretty pumped at this point in the season that Oklahoma State has shown a little grit and maybe potentially they're going to make this a fight and still water that very last time. But I'm going to miss that rivalry and, and what it means for the state of Oklahoma, what it means for OU, what it means for Oklahoma State and the, the men that played in the game. I think it's a very special game for everybody. It, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, it is a sad thing um, for that game because that was that was the rivalry week game. It was a big deal. And whether they were a better team or not or whether the, what, whatever the outcome, it was still a special game for them, too. I mean, you know, Bronson's one of my best friends. We've talked about it. We've been to many bedlams together like it, it was special all around. So it's a loss for the state for sure. And I, and I can't blame uh, Coach Gundy for how he treats that for the same reasons that we spoke about before. You know, he doesn't want it to be a big game because he just wants to know that his team knows that they're going to win. Um, however, when, you know, the cards are all down, it, it's not every other game. Uh, we don't have an even record. Uh, you know, we want to win every one we can and prove that we aren't that team. So it, it is different. And, and sometimes it's it's important to have that pride and say, look, this isn't just a game that we know we're going to win. We need to go in there and make a statement. It's a different shift in mentality and how you play. Uh, what's always frustrated me is that he'll say it's just another game and and call the world's most boring, uninventive play calls. Oh, that um, drives me nuts. Try to be very conservative. Uh, and you and I have probably, you know, for the last 10 years, freaked out about at least eight of those uh, doing just Correct. that, where we just try to play the, the safest game ever. And that's just not the game to do that, uh, in, in my opinion. But I'm not in his position, so I, you know, who knows. Um, but it was always a special game, uh, you know, and playing there was fun playing it, uh, playing at home was always a blast. Um, it's good to have enemies, you know, um, <laughs> absolutely. You know, that, that's the evil empire. And it's, 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 it was always a fun game to play in. 
Uh, and luckily, you know, the ones that I played in, even though they were devastating, heartbreaking, last minute losses that should have never happened, at least, you know, I think only one of them we ever got destroyed in. That was the first year I was at Oklahoma State. So 2009. Yeah, that was a bad one. Um, but it, it's it's a special thing. And it's it's sad anytime those kind of special rivalries go away for whatever reason. My hope is that, you know, with the teams that have left the Big 12, maybe like we can win 100 times now. So. Right. Right. I, I am. Uh, there is, I have a real sense of urgency for this season because of what is next. You say goodbye to Oklahoma, you say goodbye to Texas. You know, I feel like this league is primed and ready for Oklahoma State to sit on top of that throne. This season is a year that is extremely important to Cowboy football to put their foot down and say, hey, you know, we're, we're in the running for that conversation. So I am, I'm very, very excited about the close of this season. And if they play spoiler little Oklahoma, I'm sure, you know, as far as the state is concerned, uh, everybody around here will be devastated, but it would be, I don't know. It would feel pretty good to see them win it, you know, one more time, win it one last time, even though the record is just so obviously lopsided. Um, you know, there, there's something special about a Cowboy victory in Bedlam. Oh, uh, no question. And I guarantee you, you and I get ready for your social medias after this. We're going to get just hazed. Oh, I, I'm off Twitter for that very reason. I don't. Okay. I, I left that game a long time ago. But I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if we won the last bedlam, we basically won the ball. So right, I'm looking forward right. to it. See All right, give me your. Tickets. I got one more question, and, and I'll let you get out of here. Right. What What is your favorite bedlam memory from 2011? My favorite bedlam memory from 2011. I, I think. Uh, just being on the field after the game, uh, I've never been really a part of like a. I mean, there's been a couple like field rushing kind of situations, but nothing to that degree. It took us two hours to get off the field from that, uh, and just the pride and excitement. Uh, you know, we've we've beaten OU a couple times since then. It was never anything like that. That was just because that was the Big Twelve championship essentially as well. Right. Um, it was just such a special moment to be able to celebrate with all the fans and all the people who 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 wanted that moment to happen for so long, um, and just just the pure excitement and just absolute lunacy that happened after that on the field. People leaping off of walls that were too high, and uh, it was insane. Uh, that whole experience, I'll never forget it. Uh, it's, it was it was just the, one of the coolest, probably the coolest football memory uh, as far as my whole college career that I was a part of. That that aftermath of 2011 Bedlam was just unlike anything I've ever experienced. Did the goalposts come down? At some point, it allegedly came down, yes. They allegedly came down. Very cool. I also have been a part of a, a couple of goalposts coming down there in Stillwater. Uh, they took ours to Theta Pond and and dumped it in there like it was a, just chaos. That's dedicated. There's nothing like that's way too far. Nothing like yeah. When fans rush to field, I appreciate it, no doubt. All right, my friend, thank you so much for your time. That's Evan Epstein, former Oklahoma State great offensive lineman, Big Twelve champion, and uh, yeah, man, I'm about to get you back on the show. Maybe off season, talk a little bit about I don't know some fun stuff. I just like talking to you. You're a good dude. I appreciate that, brother. Thank you for having me on. I've been trying to gaslit. Guess like Clinton to let me have him on his show, but you know us offensive line, we're gonna we're gonna stick together. So I appreciate it, bro. Every t- anytime, absolutely, man. <laughs> have a good night. You too.